This is Arts Underground. I'm Katie Ganaway, and this is 89.3 Huntsville. Funny You Should Ask is back, this time with a very funny comedian who you will find hosting open mic comedy nights at Black Dog Grounds and Sounds in Madison every Thursday. So, Daniel Harden, welcome. Thanks for having me, Katie. Yeah, good to have you. So, let's talk about where you're from. Like, where are your roots, Daniel? Originally from Lawrence County, Alabama. It's mm-hmm. Moulton, to be specific. Mm-hmm. And I currently live in Decatur. Uh, spent a lot of time in Madison and Huntsville, so I'm kind of just bouncing around all over the place. Kind of local, though. Yeah. <laughs> yes, ma'am. So, born and raised. Born and raised. So where do you find, or where did you find your sort of comedy gems, you know, your your local comedy heroes, or, you know, just uh, specials you watched growing up or something? So really, I got into comedy, like, later than most people. Um, okay. I really didn't discover it until high school you're very serious up until <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and i would just walk home from school every day and i'd get home about three thirty, and they'd always have like stand-up comedy on comedy central mm-hmm. so then i'd just watch like two or three hours of it at a time and just loved it ever since mm-hmm. and so how did that sort of get you to dip your toes in the pool of comedy <laughs> yourself so after watching for a while, it was something that I always wanted to try out, and I actually didn't even know Huntsville had much of a scene. Mm-hmm. I had never heard anybody talk about it. Is this pre-Stand-Up Live and all that? Uh, I think Stand-Up Live had already been up and going for a okay. little while. Okay. And then uh, I was on Facebook one day, and I seen they were having an open mic, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, that would be so much fun to go try it. But I want to go watch one first. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I want to see what it looks like in case somebody has their heart broken on stage. <laughs> Just prepare for the worst. Right. You're like, I can go after them. Yeah, that'll work. So the first one, I didn't even go up on stage. I just watched. And then when I saw they were having a second one, I went up to that one, did pretty good. And then I found out that they were actually having a class hmm. that was taught at that time by Scott Eason. Brandon Imes and uh, Jonathan Craig, mm-hmm. and so I signed up, took that class, and been at it ever since. What sort of stuff did you learn in those classes that you've applied to your comedy now? Most of it was actually about all like behind the scenes kind of stuff, and all the sidelines of what goes into comedy. Like they're not just all right, get up on stage and you should try to do this with your delivery, or you should try to do that. Mm-hmm. No, they focus more on just like writing jokes and how the format of jokes is supposed to go. Uh, different types of humor, and then like different writing exercises. Sort of breaking it down to a science, mm-hmm. almost? Wow. And then they talked a little bit about how to get booked and all that kind of good stuff, too. Can you delve a little bit more into your first gig and sort of what kept you coming back? First gig or, like, first mic? Or, uh, first... <laughs> So you t- you talked about your first times getting up, yeah. like the first time that you were totally prepared and you felt confident and ready to go. So that was actually a, a contest type show at Shenanigans Comedy okay. Theater. It was called Clash of the Comics. It was, I think, in 2019. Um, it wasn't too long before COVID. And, 85 uh, years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> BC, before COVID. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. The forbidden times. <laughs> Um, But, yeah, so it was basically like a tournament bracket kind of style. Like, uh, I think there was four rounds in the beginning and then two and then, you know, the final. Mm -hmm. And uh, in my round, I only lost by one vote. (laughs) So (laughs) it was a vote sort of thing. (laughs) Well, it was a contest. I get it now. So the host come up to me and, like, told me that. And I was like, oh, man, I really wish you would have told me I lost by, like, 100 votes. It makes it so much worse that I lost by one. (laughs) 
<laughs> Who is it? <laughs> but no, the, uh, yeah. the comedian I lost to, his name is John Hickok, and he's from, uh, I think, the Chattanooga, maybe Nashville area in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Very funny guy if you hadn't seen him. So, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. <laughs> Comedians sometimes use obscurely funny things that happen in their life when they write their stand-up routines. And in Mm -hmm. your routines that I've seen, you talk about your dating life and your job, Mm -hmm. uh, things like that. What's your writing process like in general? (laughs) Oh, Lord. uh, A process, you say? (laughs) (laughs) Well, some people have a process. Some people have I try to have a process. It usually just becomes a really jumbled up, like, Mm -hmm. word scramble type situation in my head. But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, it does work best when I can sit down with like two or three people so you can get like different opinions mm-hmm. because something may sound funny in your head, but then when you bounce it off three other people and they're like, what are you talking about? And like, okay, I guess I should change that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is there anything that you won't touch on and do you have any sort of reason why? So it's not that I won't do jokes about it, but I try not to do too many about like, religion and politics one very divisive yeah subjects. i was about to say because one as far as the political humor so far i just haven't gotten that good at it yet like i've mm-hmm. tried a few jokes here and there but especially like the kind of crowd we're around here very divisive <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it can go either great or horribly wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> so i haven't found how to smooth that part out yet middle. yeah so yeah. i try to lay off that for now and in religion, just because, like, even though I'm not really a religious person anymore, mm-hmm. I did grow up that way. So it's like there's some things when I start to talk about it, I'm like, Ugh, I might need to mm-hmm. not say that. <laughs> I wonder when you go and watch comedy, does it affect you in any way when you hear comedians talk on those topics? Oh, no. No, no. No, as long as they're funny about it, I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but if they're sitting there talking, I'm not not funny, and I paid to be there, I was like, huh. <laughs> so you do host the show over in Madison, Black Dog mm-hmm. uh, Grounds and Sounds, and the stakes seem to be higher when you're hosting versus when you're doing like a five to ten minute set just as a comedian. Like the fact that you have to be funny and engaging from start to finish, what's that like in your head? Like what's – is it kind of daunting to do that or – not really anymore. Yeah, the first time I went up and hosted, mm-hmm. I didn't know what to think, how to feel about it. So my nerves were definitely through the roof that day. Mm-hmm. And then after I kind of settled into it, it got a little bit easier. But uh, one thing that I'm personally trying to fix now is I feed directly off the audience. Mm-hmm. So like I can tell when I'm going to have a good set and when I'm not before I even go on stage, mm-hmm. depending on how the audience is trying to find a way to keep my energy the same no matter what Mm -hmm. sometimes it works sometimes not so much yeah when a joke does fall on its face like when you're a host versus a comedian is there some sort of difference there or is there like a bigger impact to you not really but when I'm in host mode I Mm -hmm. tend to just play it off a little bit better I don't know exactly why like (laughs) so I'll say something it'll kind of fail I'll look around but like if everybody's still kind of Engage. I'll just be like, oh, yeah, work on that later or, mm-hmm. you know, just mental note. Yeah, just sweep it under the rug real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Being a host, you have to have a good rapport with these comedians mm-hmm. and kind of know what they're about and their style of comedy so you can give them good introductions and all. How would you describe that relationship with with other local comedians? It's more of like a, I guess, more of a sibling type relationship mm-hmm. because, you know, now that we do know each other a little bit better and we feel more comfortable, 
like we will just roast each other all the time. <laughs> so sometimes like I'll be sitting at my table waiting to announce the next comedian to go up and I'll look, I'll see who it is. And then I'll be like, all right, what can I say about this guy? <laughs> and then I'll just go up there and say something completely like off the wall. <laughs> how do you, how do you, so how do you get to that point where you feel comfortable roasting another comedian? Oh, it just comes with the territory. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So off the bat, like first, first time meeting somebody, you look like yeah, XYZ. Like, yeah, yeah. Like once you really get to talking to them, like uh, for example, you know Jacob Baker, right? No, I don't. Uh, he's came to Black Dog a few times. He hits the mics pretty regularly, um, but he plays guitar. Okay. But uh, one day he came in. He was tuning his guitar in the back. I walked up. I was about to introduce him, and then I think I said something along the lines of uh, the next John Mayer of comedy. <laughs> That could that kind of could be a divisive thing. I was about to say, going and, if you could, and if you could see his face, you, you, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, he does look like a funny version of oh, John Mayer." <laughs> Not the John Mayer thing again, Daniel. Yeah, I'm just oh, name yeah. dropping him, and he has no say so over this. <laughs> Love hey, you, Jacob. Bro. <laughs> Never met you before, but now I know what you look like in my head. Do you have like a sort of anecdote, like a special story that stands out in your mind about uh, hosting or maybe a comedian, a new comedian who surprised you at an open mic or anything like that? Oh, yeah. Um, especially at Black Dog. Um, we've got this guy. Uh, he goes by Seymour on, uh, on stage. That's and, a name you don't hear anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. And at first I thought it was a complete joke. Like he signed up and I even went up on stage and I was like, uh, next comedian, he goes by Seymour. I hope his last name isn't Butts or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, he goes up there. And at this time, it was his first time on stage. Mm -hmm. I had only talked to him maybe a few minutes here and there. And I could tell he was a, a very funny person. Just he kind of likes to rag on people, so I wasn't sure what his stand-up would be like. Mm. And then he just goes up there, and his first night, he blew every comedian out of the Whoa. water. <laughs> yeah, That's a rare thing, and as too. Soon as, the, as soon as the mic ended, or maybe right after he got off stage, I was like, all right, me and all the comedians are going to beat you up in the parking <laughs> lot. <laughs> How dare you come in here and be funnier than all of us? <laughs> That's amazing. I, I just, okay, I got to say, I'm pretty fascinated by the love that you guys have for each other and the support mm. that you have for each other. You're not, it doesn't seem like a jealous sort of scene. No, it's not. Um, yeah. And you kind of got to have that because if we didn't like help each other out, mm -hmm. at least to an extent, it would actually be like kind of depressing because after you have some bad nights, mm -hmm. they can be really, really bad. Yeah. <laughs> got to lift each other up. With mental health, okay. Do you feel comedy helps you with your own personal s struggles? Do you do you have struggles that you go through oh, as yeah. a comedian? I don't want to assume, uh, say I, but I, I assume everybody does. I, I've heard a lot of, of comedians do go through that. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the people I've talked with on this, this series, yeah, because I've always been that kind of person. Like, if something really is bothering me, I'll mm -hmm. try to deflect it with comedy. Yeah. So I'll just try to joke about it or replace it with something funny. And then as far as the flip side of it, say you go up on stage, you have like a super phenomenal set or whatever, mm -hmm. like, I guess the only word to describe it, like a high you can get from it, like, it is amazing. It'll have you feeling good for like the next couple of days. 
And and that was my next question is looking toward the future. Like, what sort of goals do you have with your comedy? Do you want to bring it outside of Huntsville, or is it more of like a just like a fun way to blow off steam? Oh yeah, I definitely want to try to go more places with it. Um, that's what I'm trying to work on right now. It's just the only issue I have that some of the other comedians don't is the way my work schedule is. Mm-hmm. Um, if I don't plan something out and like take vacation time to go do it and try to wait till like the week before, mm-hmm. there's no way because I'll have like a full day, can't get anybody to cover for me. So yeah, it just takes a lot of planning. You're a medical professional, so mm-hmm. of course that's going to be a big issue. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, if I just didn't show up one day, that would be really bad. <laughs> Can you? That's interesting too. Can you talk about how true would you say your your jokes are? <laughs> Uh, to your life as far as everything i've joked about so far i would say about 70 to 80 percent because like (laughs) most of my jokes are based off of something that has happened Mm -hmm. you know obviously i'm gonna alter them a bit like if i need to Mm -hmm. change names for anything i will um if i need to really play something up for comedic effect i will most of them are based directly off my life so Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're going to go to the ending questions okay. here quick. First one, do you have any hidden talents or intriguing <laughs> hobbies that you'd like to share? Well, and I've got a joke about this, too. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I train jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And so that's, uh, <laughs> that's pretty fun. Been doing it for a while. Uh, kind of been lower on attendance since I started comedy, <laughs> but I'm trying to balance that back out. Uh-huh. And then the comedian I named dropped earlier is also taking jujitsu classes now so he's stealing all of our stuff uh, well okay <laughs> he's stealing music he's stealing jujitsu <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting uh let's go to the next question <laughs> I do, <laughs> i'm just hoping he'll hear it and be like what i, I didn't steal that <laughs> okay what is your favorite dad joke or popsicle stick oh, joke just something super stick. corny oh okay that, so corny, that makes okay. you giggle and it shouldn't <laughs> what does a cloud wear under its clothes what thunder pants no, <laughs> no. hey it's the only kid for joke <laughs> very ashamed of myself <laughs> no it's okay um, do you have any gigs or shows coming up in June that you'd like to talk about? Yes, uh, June 10th, I believe, uh, the second Friday at uh, Homegrown Comedy in the Speakeasy at Straight to Ale. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be my second time performing there. You know, I host at Black Dog every Thursday unless some kind of unforeseen circumstance like Jiu-Jitsu makes us close down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and as far as stuff on the books right now that's about it like we're talking about how to plan for our next show at black dog just there's a couple of issues that we ran into with the first show Mm. and we're just trying to make sure that doesn't happen again can you talk about the first show there because that was i mean you've been doing the open mics Mm -hmm. but this the show was really incredible Mm -hmm. it was you ty funny uh, uh, Carl Paul yeah, and Ari John- Kobler. Silver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and Jonathan. Jonathan Silver. From your perspective, how did it go? Oh, it went great. Yeah. Um, it actually went way better than I thought it was. You know, I was hoping for the best. Mm-hmm. And then we got there. Ideally, it was supposed to be a show for the uh, Alabama chapter of Make-A-Wish Foundation. Mm-hmm. And the funny part about it was... Most of the people that were supposed to be there didn't even show up. Whoa. Yeah. Like, we packed every seat in the house, but 
the majority of people that we were supposed to be performing for wasn't there. Oh, my goodness. So uh, I don't know how they normally do this. Uh, Mm -hmm. The guy that orchestrated it explained it. They do, like, these weekend hikes and stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. And so apparently they decided that was going to be the day they took their longest hike. Yeah, (laughs) the longest hike they've attempted. And I think he said it was like a 12-mile hike or oh, something geez. like that. I can't even do one mile. No, I'm just right. <laughs> I can probably do like two. I was about to say, okay. after you get past like two or three, it's rough. Yeah. But yeah, yeah uh, they did like a 12-mile hike. Jeez. And then by the, I think he told me by the time they got out of the woods, it was like four or five o'clock. Oh, And the yeah. show was, was starting. Like right up on that. Yeah, the show start was time. starting, I think, around seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was eight. But either way, it only gave them a few hours I mean, to drive back. They yeah. could have collapsed, you know, <laughs> in the chairs. Well, it's just like they only had like an hour or two to drive back, get changed, mm-hmm. uh, and then come back out from wherever yeah. they were staying at. So a lot of them were just like, No eh. thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just didn't show up. But then we had like people from all over the place turning out. So, so you partner with Cliff, Cliff and Leslie, which mm-hmm. I've talked with them on another series that I have, Independent Grooves, about Black Dog. Okay. Do you guys see yourselves partnering with different nonprofits for future shows? Is that going to be oh, a thing? Or? Yeah, probably. Um, mm-hmm. I was about to say, that's more of their end of it. They just rely on me right. to bring the funny and the people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I've noticed just from their social media, they partner a lot with different charities. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a pretty good bit of charity work, so I'm sure we'll do some more shows like that. Is there anything else that you'd like to add today, Daniel? No, I think that's I think that's about it. All right. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for stopping by. <laughs>